Okay, guys, welcome to episode 52. Today, I have one of my best friends, Mr. James Shaw. What's going on? Not much, man. Do you know you can adjust your volume from here, yeah? If you I'm, can, loud, I'm loud enough in my own mind. Are you loud? Is it too loud? Is it too loud? <laughs> it's good. You and your own thoughts. Is this weird? Yeah, it's <laughs> so weird, man. <laughs> I, f- I feel like the whole neighborhood can hear us, but they can't. They can't. It's just us. It's just us, bro. In your back garden, in Mos... Where are you? Mosfell. Mosfell. I should know that. I did put it in the maps. How you doing? Yeah, all right. I've been speaking to you a whole day. You know what I'm doing. Cheers. <laughs> 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 James Bogues, Premium mm. Lager. Is that video recording? I hope so. I hope so. All right, wicked. So, for you guys that don't know James Shaw, James Shaw is number one, one of my best friends. He's also one of James Smith's best friends. He's also the brainiac, the <laughs> app builder, the terminator, the genius, no, the Mr. Other James in the James Smith Academy. The second JS. The second JS. The JS equation. Oh shit, it is JS. Yeah, it's the JS equation, mate. That's mad. So James Shaw is the weirdest and most smartest person I do know, actually. I don't think so. I think it he probably is. knows some smarter people. Than nah, who? Who? Scott. Scott's smart, but he's different smart. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He's different smart. Your sort of smart is... <laughs> like a smarty? You're like a a guy that does did personal training and learned how to code on YouTube and then built a crazy business on an app with mm. James Smith. So to me, that's ridiculous. Curious. It's very curious. No, I'm curious. Not not smart. Curious. You're curious. Yeah. <laughs> there must be a link. There must be a link to it then. Yeah, I think if you're curious about anything, you well, you, you go quite hard at it. Well, bruv, you're smart enough to sit, be sitting in a nice house in the countryside in Australia. Yeah, that's for sure. So you're doing good. We're doing good, mate. You're uh, doing it right. So me and James Shaw met in the gym. Do you yeah. remember how we met? Yeah, I think I was doing a squat. Yes, you were. And I saw you approaching me and I thought, oh shit, this guy's fucking. This guy's gonna fucking talk to me. <laughs> and then you fucking talk to me. And I was like, oh, fuck, he thinks he's a gangster, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's pretty much exactly what happened. Yeah, it is. That's exactly what happened. Do you, me- you remember Adriana, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So she was like, oh, this, yeah. new guy is, this new guy signed up. He's a new PT. Yeah, yeah. He's from England. I was like, thank fuck. Someone's <laughs> British. I was like, where is he? Yeah. And I just, like you said, I just walked up to you. How you doing, man? Yeah. And you're, and James Shaw's like, <laughs> the way he spoke to me, like his face was like, was like move the fuck away from <laughs> training. But I, I am that guy that doesn't care about I'm, that. I'm glad you said hello, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you said yeah. hello. And I'm more like, so how's your session, bro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am that guy. Yeah, but that's n- good. But now we're here. What, four years later? Mate. Four years. Is it four it's, years? It's, it's, yeah, I think. Yeah. It no, four it's, years? no, it's over four years. I think it's almost over four years. That's mental. JSA has been four years this November. So oh. it's been over four years. That is that is crazy. So James Shaw was... Um, actually, tell us where you're actually from. Because... Uh. You're, you've been all from? over the place. You've been all over the place. Yeah, no, I was born in Cheltenham. Were you born in Cheltenham? I was born in Cheltenham, near, near like where Lords from and all those guys. How do I not know that? I don't know. Why did I think you were born in Birmingham? No, I was born in Cheltenham. Did you then, live? Did you live in? The, you lived in the Midlands, mate. Yeah, tempor- I temporarily lived everywhere yeah, <laughs> for like a portion of my life. No, I was born in Cheltenham. Then, um, then we moved to Nottingham, then Wales, then I moved to the states with my dad. So why were you all over the place then? Parents split, 
dad moved dad moved all over for his job. Yeah. And mum went to live with her parents, which is why I ended up in Nottingham. What does your dad do? He's a mechanical engineer. I mean he's not he's he's finished with work now. He's yeah, he's had enough. But he travelled Yeah, he travelled. He worked for Xerox. Oh sick guy. And Xerox has a big um well it's probably I think it's their, it was their main factory uh and sort of production area in Rochester, New York. So that's why I moved there. Now you you have how many siblings? I've got half siblings, steps of I've got sister, uh stepbrother, stepsister, two stepsisters and a half brother. And they're all smart, aren't they? Well, I don't know. Like one's a doctor. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean there's yeah, they're smart. Of course they're smart. I don't think I don't know. I don't think any of us are geniuses. I mean I, I feel I, like I, your I, gene I, pool comes from like I think I think most people are pretty smart to be honest. I just think it's whether they decide to apply themselves and whether they find something they enjoy doing which determines they're successful if they're successful in the outcome. Mate, like some people could argue that you're a genius in what you do. That'd be a huge compliment to me. Bro. No, but you could do. I mean, people who are extremely successful in one sort of field, uh, they're very intelligent at what they do. I mean, they see things that other people can't see and that in itself is probably defined as intelligence, right? See what I'm saying? He just says things like that. That's how you know he's a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know he's a smart guy, but he's a wise guy. He's a wise guy. You're, you are, James Shaw is a year older than me. Right, but it feels like your maturity level is. You're ninety two, born in ninety two. You're yeah, ninety one. Ninety one, yeah. But I feel like because you travelled so much and you did so much from a young age, I feel like you're kind of past the phase of, uh, I guess all the shit that me and Smith are kind of still doing. You know, yeah, you, you've done it in reverse. I did it in reverse. <laughs> I did it in reverse. Yeah, I, 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 I was a yeah. I, I mean. I kind of naturally progressed through childhood and then into like, you know, kind of crazy, crazy stage in your teens and then continued that probably until early 20s. Whereas you were a good boy. I was. All the way up until, I don't know, 20s. And then and then you were a bad man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, <laughs> I did it the right way around. Yeah. You did it the other way around. I, I, was, I was sensible. I was saving. <laughs> yeah, you were saving, man. I, was, yeah, I, I haven't saved I the penny until recently. Yeah. Yeah. I was training. I wouldn't have a drink. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do anything. Yeah. Until yeah. 24. That's all right, though, man. It's all right. It doesn't matter what. It's what, working out. It does, man. As long as you uh, satisfy whatever urge you're having at the yeah. time. Which was just to experience a little bit of freedom and, yeah. and sort of uh, see what the world's like outside of, you know, <laughs> just, going through, just going through the steps, which everyone else has been assigned. So Right, which yeah. is the, which is what, which is what we think we should be doing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, it's whatever we perceive that we think we should be doing. I mean, it depends. Uh, uh, it's hard to know whether, I think a lot of expectations are put on people you know everybody by yeah their parents and society but maybe maybe that's how we perceive those expectations maybe they're not really there and we just feel like we need to because everyone else is i don't know do you feel like that pressure doesn't allow people to express what they want to do you know yeah i mean did you feel that pressure when you were younger uh when i was very young i was a bit of a rebel though like i i like i <laughs> by the age of 14 i was just like my dad was like, I've lost control of this guy. Really? In that case, yeah. <laughs> what, what's, a, what's an example of rebel? What's an example of like, what did you do? Oh, what happened? Mate. If you don't well, mind talking about no, it. No, no, no. I don't mind talking about it. Oh, Tell me a story, bruv. 
Tell them uh, while I'm sipping on my well, beer. I'll just do a very PG-rated one. Like, the classic rebel, like, you know, come home by 10. Mm-hmm. All right, home by 10. Wait for everyone to go to sleep, then jump out the window and, and go onto the roof and climb down from the roof and go out with my mates again. <laughs> what do you do at 14, at 10 in the night, bruv, in the Midlands? It wasn't the Midlands, that was in America. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was in America. So how was America... Compare how was America different compared to the UK? Because so in essence, you went to high school. Yeah, man, I went more than high school. I finished, I think, end of primary, middle school, and high school in America. And then you went to uni in the England. UK. Yeah, 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 and then I went to uni in England because, like, mate, that like I said, that was the point of my life. Where I was just drifting, mate. So I could have gone anywhere. I mean, my mom at that time, I'm, I'd finished. I'd well. I'd come out of the army because that's what I thought I was going to do. Yeah. And I was going to re-enlist. But at that time, my mum was like, ah, oh, like maybe you should like do a degree. I'm like, yeah, but I don't really know what. <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't really like anything. Like, I'm interested in lots of things. I don't really know what I'm truly interested in. And she said, oh, I'll do sports science. And I was at like, that right. point, did you enjoy training? Yeah, I still enjoyed going to the gym. And she was like, oh, well then do sports science. I mean, it's a fairly logical conclusion. I mean, you like training, and <laughs> so maybe you can study about training, but I didn't like sports science. You you didn't like sports science, but you liked training, but you loved bodybuilding at that time, right? Yeah, I loved bodybuilding. You were big. Can I was bigger than, bigger than I was now, that's for sure. <laughs> can you tell us, can you tell the people listening how big? Oh, kilos. Oh, I think... That was during strongman, which is slightly different. I think I think the max weight was maybe like one fifteen, one twenty between that range. Kilos, kilos, and you're, and and you're six two. Yeah, I think slightly over, like between six two and six three. He was massive. I've seen pictures. Pretty big, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I used to work on the door then as well. How old were you when you were working on the door? That would have been about. Oh, when I moved to England, I was like between nineteen and. 2022, 23. Yeah, 23, I think, yeah. 23, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when, so going from America, going to high school and stuff, at some point, did your accent, like... I used to change it. You used to change it? I used to be able to change it, man. What, you like switch it on or off? (laughs) It's it's hilarious, right? Because that's why my accent's so hard to pick. People like, oh, where are you from? Like, everywhere, man. Because I've lived in England, Australia, and America, so like my accent's really, like, it's a real mix of everything. And when I used to go into my dad, I used to speak in English accent. <laughs> and then I used to go to my mates, and I used to speak in American accent. And then when my dad and my mates were together in the same room, I just wouldn't say anything because there's no <laughs> accent to do it. <laughs> I feel like I don't want them to find out that I'm speaking. They didn't know I used to speak in the other accent. Some weird, like, two lives I was living. It was strange, man. You must have had an element of confusion then. No, of course, bro. Because, like... I spent a lot of my life traveling around, like, with my parents, like, moving into new areas, blah, 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 integrating into new circles. Yeah. I just wanted to blend in. Yeah. I don't want to be noticed. So the easiest, if you're English and you're going to America, you stick out like a sore thumb. The English accent contrasts very hard with American accent. It's like, oh, do you play Quidditch? Like, it was <laughs> Wait, honestly, people used to ask me dumb questions. Like, really? Yeah, so I just picked up the American accent. I was young and it was easy enough to... thought it would have been a great opportunity to like, you know, with the ladies and that. Yeah, they did like it. But at that point in my life, I was more interested in just fitting in than, than, than uh, getting with the ladies. You're... 
you're just, and I know this because I know you very well. <laughs> you like to stay low key. Yeah, I was low key for sure. But then, were you even more low key then? <sighs> in high school, like in high school, our high school was a cool place. Like, I wouldn't say it was like the classic American high school where like jocks ruled and blah blah blah. I mean, it was just like I was mates with everyone in high school. Like, I I wasn't not mates with anyone. I was mates with all different groups, like like the more nerdy kids. And yeah. I used to play sports still, although at first it wasn't very good. You know when you, you know when you're growing and you your limbs grow faster than your nervous system, you can't catch anything. <laughs> Someone just throws something and just hits you in the head and you're no like, motor skills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've I've still mates with anyone who played sports, so Yeah. That high school was, I loved high school, man. I liked school in general, like like not actually the school side of it, but I had a great experience at school, man. It was fun. I had a lot of fun in school. Would you follow the rules? Nah. You wouldn't at all. I got hoops. I got loads of detentions, all sorts of stuff, man. Because what's interesting <laughs> to me is like, you're someone that's like so intelligent. You may not think that, but I know he is. And intelligent in his way at your craft, which you love doing. You love creating and you love solving problems. Yeah. Right? So I can see where you're going to be in the next 10, 15 years. Right, Jeez, tell me, man. bro. You're, you're, you are, and I said, and I said this to so many people. Right, when we were working in Jewel Street, I was like, "This guy, yeah, he's gonna be that weird motherfucker, yeah, like Elon Musk." I'm not gonna be like Elon, bloody bro. He's next level, mate. Yeah, but you, you've got that same sort of cool weirdness, charismatic, <laughs> genius, creative <laughs> problem solver. Well, that, that's thing. very flattering. Do you know what I'm trying if to I say? Live, I, I hope I hope I actually live into those. <laughs> those the, the pressure's on now. You better yeah, live up Jesus. to it. So, uh, James Shaw, at the time when we were working in um, fitness first, this is before, like I guess, you became friends or business partners with Smith. Before mm. that, Shaw stopped working at Jewel Street because he was actually done with training people. He was done. Oh, was done. And he wasn't. He wasn't the best with communicating. Like no. I, you didn't enjoy it. You no, enjoy I was blunt with it because. I find it tiring having to motivate people who didn't really themselves even want to do it. Like, I, I'm quite happy to motivate people occasionally or when I see that they're actually yeah. into what they're doing. But having to hold hands for so many people, I was like, what's wrong with people? Like, yeah. I myself am searching for what I want to do. Yeah, I don't want to have to be giving you motivation when I'm trying to motivate myself <laughs> to find my way in life. Like, it's draining. <laughs> no, I get it. It's get draining. It. So at that point, I was just like, I'm, I'm over it. At, th- at this point, Shaw was also going to college to get that a, was for a student, visa. student visa. Yeah. Where he was so done with booking in people, because if you're if you're a personal trainer, any personal trainers that's listening to this, you know you spend like all weekend booking in sessions with your clients. Like, what time are you free on Monday? Mm. All of this shit, right? Shaw was so sick of this that he built an online booking system so he didn't have to communicate. Mate, that's how the whole thing started. That's how it started, right? It all started just because I wanted to minimize the amount of time I had to. I was wasting just just doing trivial admin tasks like. I didn't, yeah, I mean, booking in people was a pain. I mean, because if someone's like, oh, I can't do that time, and then you're like, oh, but I can do that time. And I'm like, how about we just lay out all the times that are available, someone take one, and then the others will be able to see what's available and what's not. And then it's just, it's a much more easier solution than, than like, trying to handle it yourself. So that's when, yeah, yeah. That's, when, that's when I went on to Squarespace, set up a basic JSA site. Yeah. 
and use accuracy scheduling, which was the software at the time. Which is like what I'm trying to say is that's why you're a problem solver. Mm. You thought this is a problem. I need to create simplicity with this, minimize admin, yeah, reduce time, and solve this problem. Yeah, like, the right. thought process in your head, hence why, like, what I see is like the most successful people are people that like to solve problems and make things easier for people. Not only did you make it easier for yourself, but for your client. Oh, yeah, definitely easier for my clients. Yeah, Which sure. that spark alone, and they could pay for it then as well. Yeah, it's way easier. And now you're doing that at a whole different level. So the last session James Shaw did, I was there, right? It was about 6 or 7 p.m. in the evening. It was a PT yeah. session. Yeah. Shaw was training with one of his old clients. Mm-hmm. He looked at him. He nodded his head. He shaked his head. He looked at me, and I just saw him walk away. And I went up to him, and I was like, what's going on? He goes, I'm done. He left the gym, and that was it. And he started his <laughs> IT career, I guess. Yeah, right. that was probably the end of it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a long time coming, though. Like, I, I ended up not actually hardly training anyone in that gym towards the end. It was more, I I had, I mean, when you think about sort of the, the layers in that gym, there was customers who were people training, and then there was PTs feeding off those customers for their business. Mm-hmm. But then I had a new... <laughs> level where I was feeding off the business the the PTs for their business and I wasn't actually interacting with the customers so yeah. <laughs> I was sort of paying rent to the gym so I could access their PTs because I was building all their websites yeah you were they, they they were very rudimentary websites I mean they I didn't I didn't know what I was doing I yeah. just I just learned I, I know what I needed at the time they saw that that was useful and they asked for the same thing on their website so I just was like alright cool I'll, I'll give it a go. I mean, I won't charge you hardly anything because I don't really know what I'm doing. And um, then they wanted more specific stuff. So I was like, wow, Squarespace only has so much functionality. It's not that flexible. It's pretty flexible, but it wasn't yeah. at the time. So the, then that's when I learned how to program because I was like, well, these people want this thing, this color. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an option on Squarespace where we have to program it. That's how it all started. And I remember you, you were watching shit on YouTube and you were doing your, you were going to college, but you weren't really learning that. You were learning stuff off YouTube and shit, right? I learned through practice, like anything. I mean, yeah, I think most people can learn most things if they have a good application for it. Like, if you, if you, if your life depends on it, which it pretty much bloody did at that time. Yeah. I was like, I have to learn how to do something else. Because you had no money. No money, man. I remember no you had money. no money. You had no money. Zero money. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd brought all my money in Asia and then I was working in, then I worked in demolition. Then when I worked in PR, I had no clients, so I had no money. So I was like, i got to make this work. Yeah. I had to make this work. And I did find it interesting, like, because for most people, computers are unknown. Yeah. And I get very curious about things which are unknown. Yeah. Which is, I kind of t- tend to gravitate towards things which are unknown. Um, so that's why I, Really enjoyed programming at, f- at first, for sure, because I was like, this is a mystery to me. But you know what? I, I knew it. When you started, yeah, I just knew it. I was like, this guy's going to be a freak at this. And close to that point, James Smith came to me and That's he, how, yeah. he told me about his business idea, about mm. the JSA. Mm. And when he said that, first thing I said to Smith was, I've got the right guy for you. Good thing you said that, man. I said, I've got the guy for you. Yeah. 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 
And then you guys knew each other, but I kind of nudged you guys together. I, I don't think I really knew him that well. I mean, because unfortunately, James was the most popular guy in George Street. No, he wasn't. And I wasn't really there much because yeah. I wasn't taking part in the politics of the PT locker room. Yeah. But, I mean, I had nothing against him. I had no prejudice. I didn't even know him, so I was happy to meet him. And yeah. Yeah. And then he just took off from there. It's weird because... When when people ask me about this, I'm always like, "Well, James was very James was very good. Like, he was very what's the word? He was very trusting. Like, he he just said to me, I want.' He just wanted a website which basically took the videos that he was putting on social media and sort of expanded videos which expanded on the messages that he was delivering on social media. Yeah, and he wanted to just sort of charge people a, a subscription of like twenty pounds a month to access those videos. And I was like, all right, uh, I guess I can do that. But he was very trusting. Like, he, I was just like, all right, um, I reckon it will be this much. And then I realized around the time, I was like, all right, I need a little bit more money so I can keep going. Yeah. And he never really asked to see it. <laughs> and he just was just kind of, like, he's very trusting. He's like, yeah. this is my idea. And, and I was like, all right, I'll build it. And that's how kind of, it still is like that. Like, James doesn't even, if you said to James, can you tell me every feature on the app? He'd be like, I don't, I don't really know. I just kind of know like the business and I trust James yeah. Shaw to do the right thing. And I just do, I just kind of build the product and, and he doesn't really like, like the overall business is the same. All we did was took his online personal training and made it more functional in a, made sure it could scale past the number of people that he currently had on his online program. Yeah. Um, and all the little features and stuff. He doesn't, he doesn't know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to him. Like, I build it. And we've always had that relationship. And that's why we get along so well. And we've got a very good bus- business relationship because I don't step on his toes. I don't pretend to know about marketing. I've, I'm rubbish at marketing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm rubbish at social media. And, and you know, I'm more... That's why it works guys. well. Totally. You need a good dynamic in business and so on. You, you can't... I think it's very hard to have a business partner who is good at the same thing as you are yeah. because you'll end up locking horns for sure. 100%. Which And it's weird, like, when that happened, when I told him about you and you about him, it's like I manifested, I kind of knew I was going to kind of fit in as, like, a coach or something. Yeah, definitely. And it was amazing for me because it created an online income for mm. me. Yeah, it's done that for a lot of people, I think. Which for is a lot of people, which it does now, because now you guys have... Cause how, how long was I with you guys for? Like, I started helping you guys. I was I'll working in with us for a year. So solid year and a bit. I'd say, yeah, maybe more. The whole time you were traveling. Yeah, traveling, yeah. And then I took off on my own and did my own thing. And now the JSA is still it's getting better and better. It is, yeah, yeah. And we have good people around us. I mean, none of us would be successful if we weren't around people who were sort of helping us work on our weaknesses. And a lot of people say, like, oh, know work on your weaknesses but i think you should probably just double down on your strengths and get people to help you on your weaknesses yeah <laughs> because to be honest i'm never gonna be good at social media yeah and uh i mean you probably could be good at programming you don't want to be good at programming i don't want to be good at exactly. social media exactly. like it's not to say that people can't do stuff it's just everyone has like a natural tendency in life to to gravitate towards something and and, and that's what you gravitate towards and that's what i gravitate towards and i, I think mean, one of your strong points is you're a great business person I'm all, I'm all right. Like, but that's happened through learning. It's through logic. Like to me, <laughs> business is very broad. Like, 
I think I think you can be good in some areas of business and bad in others. For example, James and Luke and yourself, you're somewhere in between James and Luke. James and Luke have like a positive sort of abundant mindset of everything will be all right, everything will work out. Yeah. And because of that, they can perhaps see opportunity that I couldn't see. My business acumen lies in the fact that I can make things work kind of despite the situation. Like if there's a problem, I'll be able to figure it out. Or if, so if we get into a tough situation, I can usually dig us, help dig us out. Yeah. Um, but that's a different business skill ability. It's kind of like a flexibility to what James and Luke have. So I'm, I'm all right at business. I, I'm just, I guess I'm just a problem solver and you, you, I apply that to business. You apply that to business, but you also, you calculate yeah, yeah, the yeah. worst scenario as well, don't yeah, you? Yeah, which is not a good thing always. I mean... But it balances it out. Totally. Yeah, we, we obviously discussed this the other weekend, but it's 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 definitely... I mean, obviously James and Luke and those guys are very good at that side of business and also their mentality is different to mine. I mean... I'm pretty risk averse, not majorly. I mean, because if I was super risk averse, I think about this. I don't, if I was very risk averse, I wouldn't. So when we started the JSA, I actually had a job offer at that same time. I don't know if you know this. I do. I remember. I had a job offer at the same time from a company saying, "Hey, do you want to come and you know be a programmer for us?" Eighty k a year or something. Was and it, I, like, it was like, yeah, it was like safe income. And I actually was like, nah, no, nah, I'm going to continue doing this thing that I have no idea if it works. So I'm kind of. Uh, I'm not as risk, I'm more risk averse than the other guys, which is good. But it's also good that they're not as risk averse or it they're more risk. Out. Yeah, that's right. I, I think it's in you, but also at that moment of time, you had nothing. Mm. Therefore, you had nothing to lose. That's, and that's the difference. That's that makes difference. such an impact. Which And it makes an impact with anyone in any scenario. If you've yeah. got nothing to lose, you're kind of going to go for the one that mm-hmm. you hope is going to be the best outcome. Yeah. Because you can always go and get a standard job, right? Yeah, that's right. And so there'll be people listening to this that always go for the safer option. And there's nothing wrong with going for the safer option. No. But if you have a gut feeling, right? And I'm sure you would have had a good gut feeling before you made that decision. Mm. Yeah, I follow my intuition. I try to follow my intuition. Yeah. You have to. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 tough. I mean, because a lot of time decisions are made out of fear. But I think, I think you just need to kind of set that fear aside sometimes, and 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 think about it for a bit of time and think, oh, is this this fear or is? Mate, my mum, my mum's a great risk taker. My mum's business. She ended She's up a business person as well, isn't she? Massively, yeah. So she she ended up her and my stepdad, they ended up buying. Like over many years, I forgot how many petrol stations they ended up with. Maybe seven or eight. Oh, petrol really? stations. Yeah, they just over. But the first one they bought, they put the house on it. They had five. They had all of us kids. Five children. No, four children. Oh, five. A tiny little house in in north of England, and they've gambled the house on the first thing, and that's a big risk, man. But Sweet. they thought it's either going to be this or it's going to be the safe option, and I guess they thought the reward outweighed the risk of, yeah. of just staying. And there's nothing wrong with the safe option, but I guess inherently in me, there is a bit of risk taking, but, but not as much as some of the other people I'm with. But that's good because they'll probably take me to a level that I would never achieve on my own. I would yeah. just happily just tinker around solving problems all day. 
But you know what? You need to take risks, right? If you want, if you want big things to happen, like yeah. you need to take risks. You can. I think by playing the safe option, I think it's very rare that people achieve mm. really crazy things because at the end of the day, you kind of got to step outside your comfort zone. Like a lot that, a lot of times when I do things, I'm, I'm pretty uncomfortable initially yeah and then you kind of find your feet and you grow from that right i guess i guess it's like stress you can grow from stress right you figure things out i think i think most people figure things out yeah like i don't think mate i can't imagine i mean it'd be pretty bad for me to be like all right i'll give up <laughs> like but you know what people do that though. i know yeah i know but like that would have to be pretty bad for me to be like i I give up because you can always call on other people to help you as well. I mean, yeah. Do you reckon ego gets in the way of people? Doing yeah, you that need to have a bit of humility. You need to be able to be like, I can't do this. I'm but sure. That, yeah, but that's a good thing, man. Like, like no one learned anything on their own. Like when you were born, the day you were born, you started learning from your parents. Like, like you learn everything you know today from someone. Yeah, and apart from like innate kind of habitual things you know most things are learned i mean so so why do people have a problem with asking for help and learning things from other people it's unusual it is unusual it's unusual i mean as you get older you kind of close your mind off and you think oh i know i know enough now that's why i'm doing jiu-jitsu next week so yeah there you go i think it's important and this is a realization from what i told you the other day that it's important as you get older to continue to put yourself in situations which are a little bit uncomfortable because, not because, you know, you need to be strong and grow, but purely because it, it forces you to maintain an open mind and outlook on things, and that's important. I, I would never do jiu-jitsu if you guys weren't doing it and told me to do it. I'd be like, yeah. that's not me. I don't know it's not me. I've never tried it. So I'm saying <laughs> you're, you're dropping what you think Surely. Sean should say yeah, it's bad. to something that... Mm-hmm who you, the present self or whatever, would just go ahead and do it. You don't mind talking about last week, do you? What we did. No. So, when I, on the last episode, when I spoke with Charles and we did psychedelics, uh, Shaw was also there. He also did it as well. And you learned some new things about yourself, right? You said it was very mm. spiritual for you as well. Mm. Yeah, it was interesting. It's, um, like in the past, I've, I've done them when you go to Amsterdam and, you know, everyone has truffles and you have a little giggle and, Nothing, nothing harmful. shapes and shit. Nothing harmful. But this time, and I kind of expected the same thing. And, um, like, it was just, you know, kind of going to be a relaxing day, but it it was far from relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually, um, yeah, it was, it, it, I had to Google the science behind the chemical within mushrooms. Because, After. Because I was so curious as to, like, why did you have these kind of insights? And, and what they believe is that it connects parts of the brain which are usually not connected. So the rational part of your mind, this is obviously a theory, I don't know if they know it for sure, is, is more connected to the emotional side or the rational side actually kind of downregulated. So it was almost like I was able to rationally interpret my emotions, which is something that never happens because when you're emotional, you're not rational. And when you're rational, you're often not emotional. But I was able to rationally interpret my emotions. So I was able to see why I was feeling certain ways and acting certain in a certain particular way. And it was unusual. I mean, yeah, I kind of... You came yeah. out with a very positive outcome. Right, it's, a, it's permanently affected me in a positive manner. It's, it's, it's insane. Like, 
it it made me so aware of how judgmental I have, am of myself and of other people that I was just like the only person being judgmental of myself and other people is affecting is me. Like it's, it's it's a reflection of us, right? Sometimes, like what totally, yeah. I think it is. I think, yeah. But it was, yeah, it was profound. Like, yeah, no, I think, um, I, I, yeah, I, it definitely it was it was a soul searching kind of thing. It was, yeah, it, it, it permanently, uh, and I've talked to lots of people about it, and and they seem to have a similar outlook, like uh, that it's permanently affected them in a positive manner. I mean, obviously, it's permanently affected other people in a very negative manner so it's one of these things that i'm like uh would i suggest it to everyone uh i don't know if i would because i think if it was going to be something that i would suggest to everyone i think there would have to be like no risk of uh, a negative outcome and i think that is a risk of a negative outcome i think people who aren't in a sound mental state of mind definitely should not touch them and i think <laughs> you know um i think there are countries that are looking to decriminalize it i don't i don't really have a strong view either way of that i mean i just from my own experience it's extremely confronting and if you're not in a sound frame of mind then you might have a bad experience we know someone's had a bad experience don't we we do but you know what it's um it's just like anything it's a bit of a risk and i think I think that's why I'm glad I did it at this age when I feel like I'm mm. mature. I have kind of a path that I'm kind of know where I'm heading towards and it was mm. nice to get a bit of clarity and go a little bit deeper within mm. myself. And it's so hard mm. to sometimes uh, do that when you have so many distractions, which which is why I love where you live right now. And <laughs> there's no distractions. There. There's no distractions. <laughs> we're, we're, we're currently sitting in his garden and it's nice and quiet. It's calm, yeah. And it's really motivated me to one day, <laughs> you know, have a place like this, uh, maybe get married. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Shaw's married, by the way. I'm married. With a lovely wife, Claire. Yeah, she'll be watching. She'll be hearing. New Amsterdam watching. or something. Yeah, yeah, Smashing yeah. it. <laughs> Just smashing through it. One at, ripping through one episode after yeah, another. Yeah, dopamine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, she um, loves it. Yeah, and it's... um. It was it was a really cool experience. Now, you've done a lot of traveling, yeah, right. And uh, when okay. I've seen you at your happiest, other than the wedding day, <laughs> <laughs> let's not say that too loud. <laughs> uh, oh, look, you can be happy in many ways of life in different ways. Yeah, exactly, exactly. By Which, by the way, for anyone listening, I was the best man. If you want to watch the speech, it's the on best YouTube. boy, the best boy. Um, <laughs> you always have such a fat smile on your face when you talk about your time traveling bro traveling traveling and how much you loved asia like we did your <laughs> we did your we did your stag do in bangkok yeah bangkok which was fucking sick it was yeah it was good it would have been better in uh hong kong but you want to tell him yeah you tell fortunately him. there was the riots at the time yeah but i love hong kong hong kong's an incredible city i mean bangkok's a nice city as well it's a bit bit more dirty than it Hong is, Kong. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But it's still good. What is it about Asia? How did you get to Asia? Did you go from UK, you flew straight to Thailand or something? Oh, or? mate. I, I, after university, I was like, I don't I don't Like, I'd been to all these 
kind of interviews for like sales roles. Could you imagine me in a fucking sales role, mate? Mate, I'm like, if you don't you want would it, make no I'm sales. Like, if you don't want to buy it, don't buy it. <laughs> You'd be so bad. <laughs> so bad. You'd be so bad. So bad. Man. You'd be so bad. <laughs> You'd be avoiding every phone I'd be call. Like, I can understand why you don't want to buy it. I wouldn't want to I buy, buy it either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I just sympathise with yeah. them. Like, I understand, mate. I don't. I don't. It's rubbish. Yeah. As well. So after that, I was like, well, and I was just going out all the time and just being a fucking idiot. And my mum was like, get out, get out of England. So she was like, Here's. She said that. She said, get out of England. Yeah. She's like, go traveling for a bit. It'd be good for you. So. Oh, sick. Legend. Yeah. My mum said that. My mum's super down to her. She's an incredible woman. And she said, go to Asia. She, is. she looks great for her age. My mum loves traveling as well. <laughs> yeah, she does, mate. <laughs> yeah. She, she looks after herself. I mean, she, yeah, she exercises and she's to row for England, mate. My mum's yeah. the beast. But yeah, she was my mum. My mum loves traveling, so she knows like how good it is for you. Yeah. She was like, just just go away to Asia for a bit. And at the time, I I had no return ticket, mate. I was just like, I'm gonna go there and never come back. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I'm going there until I run out of money. Um, how long did that last? The running out of money. I had like three thousand pounds. And it lasted me like four months until I got held up in China. And three thousand pounds in four months, mate. Food's like a dollar, Fuck. like a US dollar, like one US dollar. You actually went traveling, mate. I let go of everything. Like you went. I had no social media presence. I lost my phone. <laughs> I actually did you buy it. a new one? Nah. I I just I, the only way you could contact me was via email, and my mom. I had to contact her in China. I was like, I've been robbed all my cash I sent her an email I was like can you just send me a bit of money so I can get to Australia sharp <laughs> yeah man yeah yeah in Beijing I was being a moron I was just wandering around on my own and and some guys were like oh you know I was just like bro I was just so just like whatever yeah so I was when we first arrived in Asia you with a friend with a mate from high school who I who I'd messaged and I was like I'm going traveling. He's like, funny enough, I have some time. I'm gonna come with you. I was like, cool, come along. I hadn't seen him in ages, man. Like four years. Okay. Muslim guy, super nice bloke. Like he doesn't drink at all. I I was doing all the drinking for yeah. sure, mate. On my own, I don't give a shit. Yeah. And um, I was like, come. And when we first arrived, we were both a bit like self restrictive. We were like, oh, you know. Like we didn't, it takes you a while to let go, like totally let go. Yeah. And maybe it's a privilege, I don't know. I don't think it was, I just think we didn't care. And like he was like, oh, you know, I'm going to do a bit of studying because he was studying to be a doctor and he was just like a bit of a gaff. He was like, I'm going to study, you know, while I'm traveling, blah, blah, blah. Didn't study all, man. Yeah. Just let go. Yeah, of course. And him and I often reflect back on that time of our life. We were like, Fuck you love that. that was, bro, because like hardly any time in life do you just let go of everything that's like so true. everything like i didn't contact the outside world like we had no plans like we had no worries i remember people seeing me after i traveled like wow you, you just look so healthy i was like because i've had no stress You're like you don't realize how much little things in life stress you out like thinking about things i mean it's unavoidable because I mean, what are you going to do i mean the situation the scenario which we had created in asia was an unrealistic one I mean, you can't spend your entire life riding around a fucking moped but nevertheless it did show me a side of life where there was no material possessions and i was extremely happy just yeah. kind of go with the flow did you care about that stuff before 
No. So I don't really care about that stuff now. Yeah, that's true. You don't. I mean, I went through a phase. I mean, you're doing very well for yourself and you never really. Well, I went through I went through a phase of like maybe a year or so ago being a little bit materialistic. And I don't know. With what, though? Like a watch and yeah, shit. Yeah, but that's a, that's a timepiece. It's kind of. Yeah, but it was one of these things and, and now I don't fucking wear it because it's not that I, it's not that I think they're bad. I was just like, did I do that? Because I liked it, or did I do that to show to other people that I'm doing all I right? I think you bought it because you liked it. Because I've, I've, you Maybe. always talk about watches. Maybe. And I think you should wear it with chest, yeah. with Maybe. your chest, because <laughs> you should. Because who yeah. cares what people think? No, it's not. It's not even about what people think. It's about whether it was me. Like, is that me? Is that me who really wanted it, or did I buy it because I was trying to impress other people? And that's when. That's why I don't wear it anymore. Because I think I bought it because I wanted to impress other people. And then I was like... Uh. But you know what? I also don't think that's a bad thing because... No, I mean, I'm not judgmental of people when you who are. That, who when do you do want to impress other people. I'm just saying, I just don't know if I want to wear it because of that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you but, know what I'm saying? But I think, I remember when you first bought your timepiece and I remember thinking, mate, that's such a nice way to say, you know what, I'm doing you know good. What, you know what? When we first started buying those timepieces, before, when I first bought that first one, we all used to think people that wore those were dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that dickhead with a Rolex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then remember, you can afford one. I remember showing James. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, he's going to fucking judge me for this. Yeah. <laughs> and then he went and bought, he went and bought one. A bigger one. <laughs> yeah. Classic James. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mine's bigger than yours. Mine's bigger. What a wanker. Yeah, a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get so much FOMO when he listens to this. You reckon? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he might. I had to message him, man. I was like, so bro he goes what I was like I'm doing a podcast with Shog I feel bad didn't it he's gonna get FOMO he's probably driving up right now he's probably driving up or he's probably going you fucking can I'm gonna you go pod with something yeah exactly sneaky bastard yeah <laughs> that's yeah. what he, that's what he's definitely yeah. saying no, so tra- traveling was good man it was just oh, I think it, it was it, so good that every single year when the photos come back up on my on my news feed on Facebook cause I didn't I wasn't I didn't have it Facebook. I wasn't connected. Is is, is the dinner ready? Alright, All right, cool. we'll Can we have? Can, we'll wrap it up in a bit. Is that okay? It, is the liquid reduced on the chicken, or is it still very liquidy? That's James Shaw's wife, by the way. Pardon? It's still very liquidy. Okay. Is there enough for like sauce? All right. All right. Just turn the oven off and just leave it, and then that'd be fine. We'll come in in a second. Thank you, Thanks Claire. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you said it. <laughs> I should have said it. It's all right. It's all right. I failed, man. <laughs> no, you didn't fail, bro. I didn't fail, no. But um, <laughs> go on. Um, no, it's just every time it crops up, like my mate, my mate was taking a lot of photos and crops up on the news feed. Every time it crops up, I'm like, I just send it to him. Like, do you fucking remember this? But you know what, though? You had those moments where you let go of everything, right? And, and I like, had it with a mate. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, I like think it's it good to have on your own, but like, I feel like moments are so much more special when you share them with someone else that you're close with. Hundred percent. I, I think that's why. Like, I'm obviously very close with you. Yeah. That I think that's why me and Smith also have that connection because yeah. when we, you're the one that told us. Do you remember how that day went? Which which day? The day where Smith was having issues with his residency. I knew I was going to go back to London and I was done with Australia yeah. when I left my ex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, you boys 
are going to Bali. And we're like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, I did. I was like, you just go, just go, man. You're going to fucking love it. Yeah. James Shaw was like, go to Bali and just work online. Day. I was like, just go and go anywhere, mate, and just travel around and just, just be poor for a bit or just do whatever. Yeah. Just, yeah, because for me, it was like, not worrying I'll, about shit. Yeah, exactly. I was doing shit. I was doing the GSA stuff. I should have I taken my own advice. I take it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I worry about things as well. I mean, everyone worries about things. But, but you know what? But it, we all need that element of... Um, need an element of awareness to pull yourself out Awareness of and reassurance from friends and people close oh, around yeah. you. Oh, yeah. You've got to be around people. Yeah. Good. you got to be around good. But when you said that, it was, it was mad because I left like... A, fucking full on business in the gym yeah yeah. I was doing JSA stuff I like cut my wage by like three grand a week you know yeah exactly <laughs> so but it was the best thing best thing I ever did and I remember when and, and I'll never understand how good it was for you because I wasn't there I know just like you wouldn't understand how good it was for me but I can I can imagine yes the feelings it makes you feel it's like just like this feeling of just pure liberation. Yes, that's exactly what it was. But if you haven't had it, you just can't understand it. Wait, there's just like like years of being fucking held down, and now you're just free. <laughs> yeah, lying at the cage. It's amazing. Yeah, it <laughs> it's is amazing. It is amazing. And traveling, unrestricted traveling, not going on fucking holiday. It's different because when you go on holiday, there's this thing that you're coming back. Yeah, it's like oh, I've just got left my life for a bit, and I'm going to yeah. come back to it. We're talking leaving off. you might never come back that's right <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's if so you much do, fun. not even to the same life ever again yeah you don't yeah and, yeah, and if yeah. you do then you, i guess you didn't do it right i don't know maybe i don't want to not you didn't a holiday do it right. is relaxing yeah traveling is transform transform transformational like it, it, yeah it should change you as a person when you go on holiday you go for a break from your life when you go traveling it's totally change your way of looking at things yeah and, and without doing fucking mushrooms or anything. Yeah. You don't need to do mushrooms or drugs to change your outlook on life. You just, you need to be in a situation which is fairly shocking to your natural state of being. So that it yeah. challenges everything about what you know. That you think is the norm or whatever. That's right. You have to be, you have to be emotionally shocked to have a pretty big change in the way. You think. Yeah. And I remember um, I was on the train with my suitcase, my little suitcase uh, I said bye to everyone at Fitness First. I said bye to you uh, on that day or the night before. Mm. Um, I was on the train in. Smith was getting an Uber to um, Sydney Airport. You'd have been so excited. I was excited, but I was also crying my eyes yeah, out because it was just a weird moment. You're leaving, weird li- moment. leaving one life. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. I'm also going to tell another story in a minute. But <laughs> you messaged us. Yeah. You're like, how you doing, lads? And I was like, I'm crying on the train. <laughs> People think like, oh, look at this guy. You're so excited going to the airport yeah, on holiday. I was like, no, bro, I'm, I'm leaving some old life behind yeah, and I don't know mate. what's next, you know? Yeah. Smith was like, I've just said bye to my ex or whatever. Mm. Uh, he's left his whiteboard where it all happened for him, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's upset yeah. and he's teary in oh, the car. Gosh. And then you were like, well, lads, you guys are off to Bali. I'm off to the post office. Yeah, <laughs> do you remember, I remember that? Yeah, so <laughs> do you remember I do that? remember yeah. that. <laughs> the contrast. Yeah, and me and Smith, I was like, I started laughing. Stuff. I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you know what? Fuck you know. I need to go live it up for this when guy. When you put it like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you put it like that, I was yeah. like, bro. When you feel like that, I'm off to the fucking post office. Oh, shit. We've had a lot of funny moments, man. We've had a lot of, um, oh, yeah. so many stories where, even times where I had to move from my old house, James Shaw was the person that he was there yeah. for me a lot. 
you know, he was there for me a lot when I was going through a tough time. And uh, there was a moment where he even took uh, Claire's car, um, his lovely wife. Uh, he drove it to my old house where I had to leave. I need. I kind of needed someone physically to remove me from mm-hmm. that environment. Yeah, yeah. And he was a person that, Darren, you need to leave. And I was like, oh, it's so hard. He's like, you need to leave. I was like, okay, cool. He literally drove to my old apartment in the Hills area, in Balkham Hills in like, Western Australia. Sydney, sorry, Western Sydney. Western and we're Australia. literally... <laughs> Western <laughs> Sydney. Felt like it. Yeah, it felt like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it felt like it. He, we were literally throwing my clothes yeah. I just into said, the boot. I was just thinking in my mind, you're like there like, trying to select shit. Yeah, and I'm like thinking you don't need any of this shit. Yeah, man. you don't. You yeah, just need I yourself. Just, I just need myself. <laughs> just get me out. Yeah. I'm looking at photos with me and my ex, and I'm looking at all this stuff. Like, oh my god, do I need this? Do I need that? Yours, yeah, like you throwing trying, things. Were you trying to let go? Yeah, I was yeah, like trying to like slowly let go, and Shaw's <laughs> ripping my heart out <laughs> there. You know, and it I was, was just like, just this is this is not gonna matter. You yeah. probably don't have any of that same stuff anymore. Bruv. None no. of it. Of course. That, no. that, that was my point at the time. Did not did not need it at all. No. Um are we gonna get in trouble now for dinner? Yeah, we should probably have some dinner. Um This was fun. It was fun. We will do it again for sure. Yeah, we'll see if we get James in. Yeah, we'll do one with Smith and we'll get into like deeper conversations for sure. Third dynamic, yeah. Third dynamic will be good. Wait for him to twist up some words, you know. Yeah, make up some rubbish. Maybe get him to make get him to bite and shit. Yeah, this is why he's probably Smith's so nervous about us talking because yeah, all these close friends we're the only ones that can bully him. Yeah, 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 we bully exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, and Luke, yeah, because you know, because he always bites the hardest when we say something. I know what I know. The true James, exactly. Know exactly what he's like. Um, guys um, if you want to find James Shaw on socials you can't <laughs> you can't don't try <laughs> don't try um, uh, he's a good friend uh, and he's a fucking and a, G and a loving husband a loving husband <laughs> to a lovely wife which we'll talk more about on another time, next time but yeah, um, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this and I do hope you guys like me have friendships like this and if you don't go out your way to find it yeah totally uh, thank you brother for coming on no, peace all good Love.